Our ability to be an activist and to be patient or to exhibit appropriate patience or impatience that there is something else in this dynamic which needs to come out of an evolutionary change, an evolutionary development in activism. And that is understanding the nature of being able to work without agenda. Welcome to the Wisdom of Compassion, a podcast presented by White Conch Dharma Center. For today's episode, we will be featuring a teaching by Domo Geshe Rinpoche, the spiritual director of White Conch, titled Enlightened Activism. As political season comes into full swing in the United States, people around the country are getting involved in a variety of capacities. In this inspiring teaching, Rinpoche explores four different levels of activists, participants, advocates, advocates for change, and true activists. True activists, Rinpoche says, need to be able to feel the energy of the situation and determine what can be done and what cannot be done. She then presents an amazing exercise to help us gauge our personal capabilities for the situations that we might encounter. Rinpoche closes the teaching, reminding us of the tireless efforts of the Bodhisattva heroes, and we are left to admire and aspire to the ideals of the Bodhisattvas and their enlightened activism. There are tremendous uh, numbers of very powerful uh, organizations uh, that are uh, working for the uh, benefit of fill in the banks, huh? like that. The activities and the, the energy, as well as the uh, social acceptability uh, of activism, draws people into activism who would have never uh, become involved in some uh, wild and weird uh, schemes uh, to fill in the blanks like that. It has caused a, a, a kind of uh, uh, what they call a proliferation of many different kinds of activism, of which I'm not so sure that all should really be called activism. In my mind, many of the things which people uh, affirm themselves uh, to be activists are what I would call participants, that they are simply participating in a uh, group activity without any sense of personal loss or gain. They are simply participating because everybody else is. This is not bad. It's not bad. However, to call it activism would be uh, to diminish what others might be doing. And uh, for someone who is an activist, to have someone who is a participant affirm that their, that their activism uh, is uh, of the same uh, quality or coming from the same place diminishes what we should be talking about activists. Do you understand what I mean? All right. Uh, the next level of uh, more than a participant uh, would be an advocate. And I think many people uh, fall into this uh, category. That uh, they, in their own uh, life, are uh, taking responsibility 
and they are following uh, ethical principles and creating opportunities in their own life process to act as a shining example for what they believe in. This is very valuable. This is very important. And I believe that many, I believe that many throughout the, throughout the world, and particularly in the West, where you have so much leisure, so much freedom, so little, so little uh, controversy uh, regarding the positions which you may or may not hold. You know that? They're very lucky. Most countries, you are not permitted or to advocate certain kinds of ethical positions uh, unless you are willing to give your life. Isn't that so? You have the luxury, and double luxury because this is California, <laughs> that you have the luxury of being able to advocate for certain kinds of ethical processes or ethical <coughs> uh, positions. Here in California, and in many other places as well, or if you move in a certain society, that, uh, that people not only, not only encourage you to advocate uh, for certain, uh, certain behaviors or certain kinds of freedoms in your own uh, being, uh, but in fact, if you don't have that, they wonder what's wrong with you. You know, you seem very, you might seem very, what, like a cold mashed potatoes, that you don't hold any ethical advocation, advocations of certain kinds of higher principles like that. Uh, to be an advocate uh, is important. The next level uh, would be to be an advocate for change. Not only are you holding a certain kind of uh, states of mind, as well as behavioral adjustments that you have made, uh, you know, in Wisconsin, I, I talk about Wisconsin, but uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, that uh, uh, you don't, uh, uh, that it would be very wrong of you uh, to go out and buy uh, a coffee at a, at a store like that. Uh, that not only, not only must your coffee be fair traded, and I understand all of the, all of the elements involved here, but your coffee must be delivered by bicycle. Okay, so you, you, go, you go step by step. Not only do you have to have the coffee coming from the right place, but it has to be delivered to the store by bicycle in order to qualify for this new level of advocacy uh, that, uh, that uh, creating behavioral changes, like you wearing a nice natural, uh, natural cotton shirt like that. And uh, many people say, I would never wear, I would never wear a synthetic shirt uh, because it's a wrong and it's a, perhaps it's even evil. I don't know. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that people will go to a great deal of effort uh, to create behavioral changes in themselves and then feeling so good about these behavioral changes, what is the next step to induce those behavioral changes in others? This is very good if they are ready and receptive. However, if they should be a family member or a husband or wife or a boyfriend, girlfriend, sometimes they don't have choices. And uh, they get checked quite often whether, whether their coffee had been delivered by bicycle or whether it came in a wheeled 
uh, what they call a motorized oh this a motorized quadricycle <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, like that there are advocates and then there are advocates for change these advocates for change such as Gandhi who was as good as his as good as his word in his own personal life as well as as well as demonstrating an ethical principle which had larger uh, ramifications and so Gandhi uh, would be a, a, a tremendous example of someone who was an advocate for change he lived for a very long time as an advocate before he uh, before he entered into uh, dialogue and created uh, uh, opportunities for others to change. Isn't that so? Uh, next, and perhaps there are even more, uh, more levels, are people who are true activists, who are creating not just opportunities or advocating change, but they are agitators for change. Agitating for change is the defining characteristic of an activist now, what that means depends upon the kind of work that the activist is, is entering into and why are they entering into it. And so the next part of our discussion tonight is uh, that there are two kinds of activism. One is with personal agenda and the other is without personal agenda. What are some examples of activism with personal agenda. Something that's going to have an immediate effect on you, like slowing traffic in your personal neighborhood? Yes. Um, Advocating so for speed bumps outside your own door, or uh, putting up a sign saying children playing. Mm -hmm. What about stockholder activists? Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, could be people who are watching the company they hold stock with to see that they make every single penny possible that this is another kind, perhaps oh. another kind of oh. stockholder activist, where oh. they feel that the uh, they feel that they should have done a takeover on a certain company and that they didn't act on it quickly enough, and they create controversies uh, uh, because they want to make more money. Yes. Well, I'm thinking in terms of personal agenda. Uh, an example would be Christopher Reeves. He became a very strong advocate for spinal cord injury. Yes. Extremely effective. But he had no real interest in it until he got a spinal cord injury. That's right. That's that right. Would be one with personal agenda. Very strong personal agenda that one one personally suffers, or one has a close member of one's family uh, who is suffering from a particular disease, and uh, uh, one becomes a very strong uh, activist uh, with uh, with personal agenda to to see that this disease is eradicated. This is a very good example. Thank you. Yes. Another common example would be a labor strike, where the people striking want better conditions. Yes, a labor strike where, where there's a direct result between, the, uh, between getting what you want and getting more money, less hours, safer working conditions, whatever it is. So uh, is this uh, activism with personal agenda, is it right or wrong? I think it depends on the motivations and the conditions. I think the re depending on the result, oftentimes, if uh, what you're going for is purely personal gain and the conditions lead to negative conditions for others but good conditions for a few. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, that uh, very good point. 
that uh, that one could have a personal agenda which is dependent upon uh, gaining something for oneself and diminishing uh, diminishing uh, others uh, life process or uh, actions or uh, bringing harm to others and bringing only benefit to oneself. Why is uh, activism with personal agenda good? There seems to be a tremendous amount of motivation. Tremendous amount of motivation. You right there at ground zero. Mm -hmm. You see the suffering. You see not only you like uh, you use the example of this uh, Christopher. Reeves, Christopher Reeves, there is no one that knows better about, knew better about the spinal cord injuries than someone who actually has it. That one who is suffering is an expert in that kind of suffering. And so their motivation, their motivation is tremendous. A lot of important activist activity comes out of having personal knowledge uh, personal experiences regarding one particular kind of wrong. Isn't that so? What else is good about having personal agenda? There also seems to be a level of willing to sacrifice for that cause, like a personal kind of sacrifice. So you think that, do you think that they feel that the win, that what they will win will overcome that which they have lost. You know, it seems to me that this would be a, a hallmark of personal agenda. That if someone had, say, for example, lost a child to a dread disease, that the benefit, the benefit uh, that would come by seeing the end to this dread disease would compensate somewhat for the loss that they had experienced uh, due to the loss of their child or fill in the blanks that uh, the defining characteristic of uh, with agenda uh, means that there is something that you want. There is something that you want and you want to experience it per personally. You want a personal victory over some real or imagined wrong. There seems to be, there seems to be a kind of natural, what they call, teeter-totter, uh, between uh, activism and uh, uh, talking about it as far as patience. That there are certain natural and organic processes by which benefit the end to disease uh, the end to problems, the end of war, the end of uh, uh, various kinds of social disorders, the activist is extremely impatient mm, that it should happen now. It is almost a defining characteristic of activism that we aren't going to wait until this, until this happens slowly. You have no right, Mr. Bush, to tell me that this will be resolved slowly. We want it to happen now. This is activism that has, uh, that has 
that plays, I'm going to say energetically plays, with their own patience. Do you know what I'm saying? As though, as though your patience uh, was a ball of string and uh, uh, that you dig your fingers in and you, you take apart uh, this a ball of string until you are suffering because you don't know how to get your patience ball back together again and you create uh, you create an energetic circus with your own uh, patience, which means that you are, you become by you be your nature becomes impatient, and as your nature becomes impatient, that your ability to think clearly definitely diminishes. Because patience is a very close relative of frustration. And frustration is the partner, uh, the energetic partner of anger. And anger, anger is the uh, mother uh, of failure. And so our ability, our ability uh, to be an activist and to be patient or to exhibit appropriate patience or impatience that there is something else in uh, this dynamic which needs to come out of an evolutionary uh, change an evolutionary development in activism. And that is understanding the nature of being able to work without agenda. It is the next stage of evolutionary development with all of the birth pains and the baby steps that many have gone through in their own development as well as seeing it socially. That one enters into uh, activism <clears throat> under a very high agenda of being able to do what is possible to be done and to learn how to tolerate with efficiency and careful understanding what cannot be done. That, that activism, real activism, true activists need to feel, need to be able to feel the energy of the situation and what can be done and what cannot be done. I want to show you here just for a moment here. I want you to think about, I want you to think about, keep your eyes open, and I want you, let me see. Yeah, okay, we're ready. I want you to think about an important activity that you are involved in. It has to be something that you are personally involved in. I want you to all hold your hands out here, 
and I want you to I want you to make your hands a little bit light and I want you to feel like a cushion like a cushion in front of you and I want you to just press down gently on that cushion and that you might need to lift your hands up or your hands might go way down here and I want you to feel where the top of your cushion is and I want you to feel that energy the energy of that cushion you can feel it yes kind of just like you're just like you're plumping like you're plumping a pillow like that now I want you to think about I want you to th we're gonna do this three times because I don't want to leave you down with a downer you're doing very well back there look at my goodness that's a very good that's a very good I want you to think about something that you have that you're involved in that you have little confidence in that you have little confidence in okay do do the same thing I want you to feel where is that where is that where is it something you have little confidence in where is it oh my gosh where I can't even feel it is down below it's way down below go ahead you try you you show it to yourself that is what you are working with in your ability to make change now let's go back let's go back and let's think of another let's think of another project let's do this again carefully I want you to think of something which you have a great deal of confidence in and I want you to do it let's do it just with let's just do it with one hand do it with one hand or two hands just whatever you are great deal of confidence great deal of confidence and I want you to feel where is the top of that where is the top of it kind of move your hands up and down because there's a feeling there's that you'll be able to feel better the uh, yes good congratulations this is the nature uh, this is the nature of the activity uh, of your energetic possibilities uh, this is the combination of your motivation and your high level of uh, confidence that produces that produces uh, an opportunity for you to participate advocate or or act be an activist with a tremendous amount of energy if this is harmed if this energy is harmed you might as well stop what you're doing and just go lie down flat on the ground because that is where the energy for that situation is are you with me all right when you want to do something whether you feel if you have a, a new movie or something that you want to get involved in if you have a project how do you feel about this I don't know <laughs> am I am I do I have an inner energetic support for this activity yes no let's not make it very complicated all of you could do it there all right do I like uh, studies in mathematics <laughs> do I want to study art Ooh, like this and don't don't try to fool yourself like that all right this is the this is the actual this is the actual 
uh, expression, expression of your motivation, of your higher intentions, of your abilities, of your ability to actually do something. Many people have an intellectual stimulation uh, of wanting to, uh, wanting to have uh, certain kinds of adv hold advocate positions, but it, it just isn't part of their, it isn't part of their, uh, their personal world like that. And don't struggle against it. If someday you actually can hold a position like that, then good, then you should be doing that. Are you with me? Any questions? So the other kind of activism is without personal agenda. How do we understand uh, what it is possible to do and what it is not possible to do? This is a very good question. And uh, how you uh, obtain the answer to this question has something to do with your personal inner development. Because if you are rushing around uh, doing things, wasting your time, because it's not possible to do it, not only have you, not only have you, uh, have you uh, wasted a lot of time, uh, but you could have damaged the thing that could have been done better by someone else. Why does it have to be you? <laughs> Why can't you fall back in being an advocate or a participant? Why do you have to do it? This is a very good question. How do we understand? How, by what method? Uh, makes you capable of understanding whether you are the one that can change a situation. <clears throat> you know, the uh, uh, Western culture is highly individualistic. That the idea of being, of being the best participant somehow becomes distasteful. And so we call all of our participants, we call them activists. Oh, now I feel better about it. Why can't you have the mindset of a participant and look to those who are capable, who are doing activist activities or, uh, or uh, uh, advocates, advocates for change, which I think perhaps is maybe a, a better a better strata to be in for everyone, uh, that there is something that you need, something that you need not to do, but something that you need to be and to become, which is capable of understanding the nature of these important questions. How do we know? How do we know? Uh, what is possible to be done and what is not possible to be done. Now when I say uh, what is not possible to be done, it's broken down into many kinds of subcategories. Is it possible to be done but not today? Could it be done next week? No. Could it be done yesterday? Are we too late? Yes. Or if or the, was the window of opportunity, has the window of opportunity closed? Or is the window of opportunity just opening? Or is the window of opportunity for creating change not here in America? Maybe it's in Finland or in South Africa 
or maybe it's on the tip of India. Maybe this isn't the place where, uh, where change will occur. Maybe it isn't the time. Maybe the time will come in three months, six years, uh, that, uh, that there will be a blossoming of energetic support, which is the counterpart in the world of this in you, that needs to come together. And if you are smart, and if you are careful, and if you have that ability to understand, if you're the one, and you are in the place, and this is the time, and then you act with great confidence, and you have success. These are the things that activists and advocates need to know. And anger is no substitute. In fact, you would be this is a beautiful window of opportunity that might be coming up six years from now. You could be smashing it. You could damage that window of opportunity. So not only do we have to be careful of what we, uh, what we are trying to do or what we are doing and to know the time and the place and the circumstances, what if it isn't just you? What if there are this many people that need to come together in order to make that happen? What if one of those persons doesn't understand? What is your job? To help them understand that they belong? Or, or myriad, myriad uh, uh, ramifications. This is why, this is why we call bodhisattva heroes, enlightened activists. The enlightened beings who have made determination not just to benefit living beings, but to place all living beings in perfection. Now this is activism. <laughs> beyond, beyond suffering and uh, uh, all living beings entered into the perfected state without remainder, without remainder. You must become the one who is capable of listening to interior wisdom without agenda, without personal agenda, as do the bodhisattva heroes. Be the one, be the one who seeks the development so that you can be the one who makes change. And this change this change is not just temporary change, not just something personal agenda. You happen to notice that there's a pothole outside your door and you get a big advocacy going on a pothole. <laughs> that you understand the universal, the universal law of what is fair, of what is fair. And not only what is fair, but what can be done. The Bodhisattva heroes, in spite of knowing definitively in their bones, in their very being, in their innermost being, that it is all illusory. It's all smoke and mirrors. And they will ceaselessly act 
act as activists, be activists uh, to uh, benefit living beings. May all of you have be a benefit to living beings. Continue doing work. Please don't be angry. Please don't be upset. Love each other and love yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or on whatever platform you're listening. You can stay up to date on White Conch news and events by signing up for our newsletters at www.white-conch.org newsletters and can find all our social media links and blog posts as well as these podcast episodes at white-conch.org podcasts. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out the next episode as we continue our exploration of compassion.